0: Thank okay. you. I okay. yeah. Good morning, it's Sunday, here to worship the Lord, I want to invite you guys to stand with us, I'm going to read from the book of John before we sing this morning, starting in verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, through Him all things were made, without Him nothing was made that has been made, in Him was life. And that life was the light of men. And in 14, it says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We think of Jesus as the child, as the baby in the manger, but Jesus was also the creator of all things, the one who holds all things together. That's amazing that He was both in the manger and holding the universe together at the same time. So we, let's sing and let's praise our great Savior, our Creator, our God.
1: Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel, strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne.
2: Faces, I love it. All right, so I just have some announcements I want to go over. Um, First of all, I just want to say if um, you're new here, um, or maybe you just make a decision today when you hear the message. Or you just have a question or a prayer request this is our our get connected card i just ask that you fill this out um, and let us know it's just a great way for us to keep in um, communication with you Um, and then you can either drop it in the ties and offering box there in the back or you can bring it to the welcome table um, as you head out the door Um, but just make sure you do that Um, and if it's your first time we'd love to give you a nice little welcome gift um, and thank you for being here um, also with that, um, ways that you can give if you would like to give your tithes and offerings today. Again, there's the, the box there in the back. Um, and then we also have a um, a new church center, chapelgracechurchcenter.com giving. So you can go ahead and, and do that as well. Um, so And then just to let you know, just a few things that are happening. Um, we do have today at... Um, One o'clock, so pretty quickly after the morning service. Um, Grief Share is having a Surviving the Holidays, um, and that's going to be in classroom 106, and there will be refreshments. Um, it's just a great thing to do if you're, you know, maybe you've lost a family member or a friend or someone that's close to you. Don't go through it alone. Come to Grief Share, come to this. It's really going to help you get through that time. Um, and then on tuesday so this tuesday december 13th mops if you a mother it stands for mother of preschoolers but if you have a child from the womb all the way up to fifth grade i think um you can come to that and they are doing a happy birthday jesus um celebration so that's at five o'clock on tuesday um and then this friday the 16th this is for you ladies um, at six o'clock on Friday, come to my house. We are going to have a women's gathering. We're going to have an ornament exchange. Um, we have bunco ready so we can play some bunko. We're just going to have a great time. Um, and if you'd like, you can wear your PJs, your Christmas PJs and come comfy. Um, and we're just going to hang out and, um, also just bring like your favorite dish to share. So we're just gonna have a great time on Friday, um, and my address is on the the bulletin as well. Um, And then next Sunday, December 18th, there will be a business meeting um, following the morning service. So right after um, the service next Sunday, um, we just ask all members to stick around and um, we'll just present, I think, the budget and um, new board, Uh, members. Um, And then don't forget the youth is doing their pie, their holiday pies. You have until Wednesday, December 14th to purchase those pies. Um, So make sure you see one of the youth or you can um, come to the office and make sure you get those purchased. And then um, again, March 10th through the 12th, men, this is for you. You guys are going to be going to Heartland Christian Camp. Um, for a men's retreat Um, there is a sign up out in the lobby for that and the total cost is $279 um, but you just need to put a $40 deposit to hold your spot for that okay Um, and so with that I hope you guys are going to have a wonderful service and continue to worship our Lord
0: I'd invite you to stand with us I'm going to pray before we continue Father we thank you for this morning we thank you for sending your son jesus and that jesus you were willing to leave your throne in heaven and be clothed in flesh and dwell among your people that we might be saved that we might call upon you and receive you and receive the life that, that is found in you and uh, we just pray that you get all the honor and the glory this morning father you know uh, each one of our hearts you know what the holidays brings joy but it also brings a remembrance of those lost god and so we just pray that you, being the God of all comfort, would comfort us. Lord, you'd give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. You are the Prince of Peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Prophets promised long ago a king would come to bring us home. Now a virgin bears a son The time to save the world has come Humble shepherds run in haste To see the one the angels praise In cattle stall they find a girl Who holds the hope of all the world Emmanuel has come to us The Christ is born, hallelujah Our God made low to raise us up Emmanuel has come to us He sleeps upon the hay He holds the moon and stars in place Though born an infant He remains the sovereign God Of endless days Emmanuel Emmanuel Has come to us The Christ is born Hallelujah! Our God made low to raise us up. Emmanuel has come to us. For all our sins,
2: for all our
1: sins, one day He'll die. To make the sons of God on high Let every heart prepare in room The promises have all come true Emmanuel has come to us The Christ is born Hallelujah Our God made low to raise us up, Emmanuel has come to us, yes, Emmanuel has come to us.
0: A Christmas song with the tune of Come Now Found.
1: Night of wonder, still and silent, heaven's brilliance from above. Light of glory, pierce the darkness, mercy, pierce my heart with love. This is Jesus, King of glory, here to rescue from the fall. Son of God who comes to save us, Prince of Peace and Lord of all. Oh, the mystery, who could fathom God would leave his holy throne for a manger, for a sinner, for us all to be his own. This is Jesus, King of glory, here to rescue from the fall, Son of God who Comes to save us, Prince of Peace and Lord of All. For the heart so prone to wander, for these feet so quick to flee, God is here and love is reaching for the lost and least of these. this is jesus king of glory here to rescue from the fall son of god who comes to save us prince of peace and lord of all son of god who comes to save us Prince of Peace and Lord of All In Christ alone By all in all here in the love of Christ I stand In Christ alone who took on flesh fullness of God in helpless pain This gift of love and righteousness There in the ground his body lay, Light of the world by darkness slain, Then bursting forth in glorious day, Up from the grave he rose again. And as he stands in victory, Sin's curse has lost its grip on me, For I am his, and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. No guilt in life, no fear in death. This is the power of Christ in me,
2: from life's
1: prescribed. To final breath Jesus commands my destiny no power of hell no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns or calls me home here in the love of Christ I say no power of hell no power of hell No scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. Till he returns or calls me home, here in the love of Christ I'll stand. Here in the love of Christ I'll stand.
3: Good morning, everyone. Is this thing on? Can you hear me okay? I think um, my, ta- my chair's still up here. I was planning on sitting, uh, standing up, but I'll just sit down because, you know, it makes me look more at you guys. It makes me more focused, I think, sometimes. But uh, how was your week this week? Does anybody have a good week? Anything good happen? Yeah? It's a good week for me because I got better. I don't feel sick anymore. So that's, that's a good thing, right? And um, there are a number of people out there that are still very sick. And uh, do not and It's not just COVID. There's a lot of things going around, so be praying for them, uh, praying for all those people who are, that you know and I know, that are just not doing well at all with this, uh, whatever this thing is, whether it's the flu or virus or whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's not fun to catch. So um, real quick, I want to make sure that you guys know that uh, we're still doing Growth Track. I don't know if Kelly mentioned it or not, but we have, uh, and if you've been a part of Growth Track and you've gone through the whole thing you have opportunity to become a member of the church that is you know you guys you know what I'm talking about if you've been through the class but i want to make sure you understand that growth track isn't just something just for those brand new people in church it is good for that it's very good for that but it's also for all of us so you can know where we're at what kind where we're headed you know and what our mission is and and just more about being on the same page as everybody as church is heading on the same road i guess you would say and so i had something else i was going to say but God took it away from my brain, so I don't remember what it was. So it must not have been that important. So if I remember later on, I'll try and remember to tell you that. But and uh, so that's where we're at. We've got a lot of these things happening. Oh, there it was. Grief share. Make sure you're part of grief share. I can't stress that enough. If you if uh, if you've already been talked to about this or whatever, then it's just something important. If you've lost someone, and this time this is the first season of that whatever you want to say, it doesn't get easier. It does get easier. Maybe maybe I should say it like that. But. It's better to be around people who know and understand and going through the same thing. And so I'm going to encourage you if you've been, if you've not been, or if you've been to grief share already, just talk to Miss Grandma Betty and uh, she'll she'll hook you guys up. That's today at 1 p.m. So I just want to encourage you to go to take care of that because every time Christmas comes around, I don't know about you, but I think about my mom and dad uh, and I miss them very much. So we used to, it, but they still carry on in our hearts and our memories. We still do the traditions that we used to do together. My family knows that we get together on Christmas Eve and we have meat trays, and watch a Christmas story or something like that, but uh, or play Monopoly, which takes all night long. So we have all that happening in, in our lives, and, and I just want to encourage you guys to know that there's peace in the middle of chaos, which is what I'm going to talk about today. There's peace in the midst of all the stuff happening in our world. There's peace in midst, in the midst of everything, and we're going to talk about some people who got to experience that peace firsthand and see it coming. So let's pray for our service this morning, and we'll pray for a uh, I really pray that God opens your hearts and your minds, and mine too, that, uh, that whatever we hear, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. So Father, let's, uh, we just thank you, God, for this time together, and uh, you are amazing. And you know, Lord, I know that I'm, maybe not just myself, but many people are in need of peace this season. We don't understand it, we don't get it, we come and, and, we, and we don't let peace rule in our life, we let chaos rule. And so, Lord, I confess and I know that i sin sinned and caused issues in my own life too. But Father, I ask that you would forgive me of those sins. Uh, even though I've received your son Jesus as a Savior, I ask that you would just be there with me and allow me to, to receive the favor that comes from your grace, God, to receive the stuff that we receive from you directly, God. Uh, and I pray, Lord, that as this message is preached today, Lord, it's not my message, it's your message, God. So your message of peace, which you sent to us a long time ago. And this, as we go through this Christmas season, Lord, May we focus uh, all on you. May the season, may the reason for the season be Jesus. And Lord, uh, I just pray for all those who are hurting right now, as I said before, but all those who are sick and all those who are hurting through the loss of loved ones or whatever else may be going on. And the sicknesses, and it's just all out there. And so Lord, we just pray that you'd bless each and every person, heal those people, and bring them back to church safely. And uh, if they're traveling this week or whatever next week, just keep them all safe as well. For it's in Jesus' precious name I pray, and we all say... Amen. Now I don't know about you, but that prayer kind of sets me and helps me to get ready. And I hope that when I pray, you guys—it's okay if you close your eyes and you pray at the same time to God while I'm praying, because I really hope that you uh, that you get a lot out of that. But I hope that God speaks to your heart directly to your heart, not the one that's pumping blood, but the one the innermost part of who you are, because we get so crazy this time of year, don't you? Don't you think? I, I really—it's—it's it's been kind of a nutty year anyway, a nutty couple of years, but you know. We're going to be talking about some more things, and we're still continuing on the the Advent kind of idea. Today is uh, peace. We get peace in Christ, and it's it's going to be reflecting on the shepherds who got that message given to them first. Uh, And so I'll talk about that in a little bit, but it focuses uh, on this this idea of peace. Um, Last week, we took a look at hope and where our hope should be and who our hope should be in. This is similar to that because our peace only comes from one person as well, the same person our hope comes from which is Jesus Christ. And so how is, how, is, how is that in your life and how is he serving, how are you doing in that with him in your life, I guess I could say. Uh, real quick, a story, I don't know about be real quick because I'm not quick about stories, but um, years ago, you know, I was living in, in Fairfax, Virginia still, and I was, I was graduated from high school, but it was, I guess I was maybe 17 or I don't remember how old I was. I was able to drive, I'll put it to you that way. And it was Christmas Eve and I hadn't bought my mom, my dad, or anybody anything for Christmas. Just, you know, young guy, didn't think about it. And I'll just go out on Christmas Eve, I'll get it. So I, I got in my car and I drove down to Fair Oaks Mall, which is in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, pretty close to D.C., the D.C., uh, anyway. And I, so I'm there and I get driving. I think everything's great. The roads were a little bit busy, but I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. So I go to pull in the parking lot and I'm fighting literally car after car. There's nowhere to park. There's absolutely nowhere to park this car. And I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? So finally, I come up behind somebody, and this lady's backing out, right? She backs right out, and there's a lady that and I had been there for a little while waiting for her to finish backing out. As soon as, as, soon as she backed out, this other person went right in front of me, whoosh, right in my spot. And I went, are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? I don't even know if I was a Christian back then. I have no idea. I hope I didn't say something really bad to her, but I was livid. I was mad. i have been looking for like 30 minutes for a parking spot and still didn't find it. And so then I went out, and I had to park a half mile away from the stinking mall. I said, if this is Christmas, I don't know what, it, if this is what Christmas is all about, this is terrible, right? This is one of those horrible things. And then I get in there, and as you can imagine, it was just as busy inside as it was outside. So it was a, it's one of those things that you go, what am I going to do here? What is, this is just crazy. So when you compare that to peace, to the joy and peace of Christmas, it's, it's, it's easy to become overrun with the anger and the frustration of things happening. Because we get so much in the Christmas spirit, we get not Christmas spirit, we get so much in the, the worldly Christmas spirit, I guess I could say we 've got to do this we 've got to do that. All I learned is don 't go on Christmas Eve anymore, so i don 't do that anymore <laughs> I don 't Christmas shop on Christmas Eve, or nor do I Christmas shop on Black Friday. We did that once too, and only once. That was a horrible day. They were about to beat us up just for beats we are going to get beats headphones for our kids. That was a terrible thing so but compared to when we compare that to really what Christmas is, there's a, there's a, a hope and a, and a peace that comes from it. Uh, and almost every family I know wants to experience peace in this. Don't you? Don't you know? I mean, most people say, oh, I don't want... Don't they come out there and say, oh, I want chaos. I want madness. Most people want peace in their home. Most people want peace in their life, no matter what's happening. But it, it, there's just some things that come across in our lives that kind of get us. You know, the human spirit can just kind of be so overwhelmed with things going on around them and it's just one of those things that every individual wants to experience peace at christmas but you don't have to just experience peace at christmas because all too often there's too much conflict frustration disappointment at what's going on but you can have peace at christmas you can have peace your entire life see the peace that we're talking about today isn't just a momentary thing It not something that just comes and goes it's something that you can have forever something that you can have for a long time so much of the bible was written by people who understood what it was to not have peace um, they found themselves in the midst of conflict and struggle and in fact the Old Testament is full of those struggles and full of those problems and things that they had going on around them they were under siege from other nations all around them the people of Israel were they, they were crying out to God to bring them peace they were they were they were just underneath a whole bunch of bad governments and and one of the prophets in the, in the, in the book well it's called Isaiah one of the prophets Isaiah addressed this need for a new leader and said that there would come, that a person would come called the Prince of Peace. Let me take a drink. of this. A Prince of Peace. I'm going to slow down because I'm getting too excited about this. But I want to make sure you understand, the prophet, one of the big promises, prophetic promises, is Jesus. The Messiah. He was promised. And so, we have this, this verse, maybe you've read this before, maybe you've read it During Christmas time, maybe you've not read it during Christmas time. Maybe you read Luke instead of this or whatever, but it's still all good. So turn to your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. We're going to get to the shepherds in just a minute, but this is one of those things that Isaiah, if you just flip it back, it's going to be like almost in the middle. It's right after Proverbs. It's the Psalms, Proverbs, Isaiah. Or if you can't even find it that way, just look it up in your your table of contents, which is what I had to do sometimes. So anyway... Isaiah. Isaiah's a prophet, prophetic book. It's got a lot of good things in it. It's, and this is one of, really one of the most important things that we could hear, I think, as far as Christmas goes, because it was fulfilled. This prophecy that we're about to read was fulfilled through Jesus. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. I may not have put that on the screen. I meant to. But So if you guys can turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, because it's going to be the... the uh, Kind of like the force behind everything i'm saying today so if you're ready it's going to talk about how god sent he was faithful and he sent promises and sent the promises to people they so eagerly waited for they wanted god to come and rescue them so let's start with the very first part of this it says for unto us a child is born for to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this day forth from this time forth and forevermore, The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. That's a prophecy about Jesus. That's prophecy about Jesus coming at Christmas. And how, how many of you guys have heard that on Christmas? Ever had it read or heard it on TV or somebody read it to you or whatever. It's one of those very famous things. We're going to be talking about Luke 2 in a little while, too, also. But the promise of God is, is written by Isaiah for a coming ruler who would usher in a government with no end, a good government with no end. They, knew what ha- they had governments over them, but they knew that some of the governments that were over them weren't very good. And, so, and I think we find that out, too. If, we, if our hope rests in the United States government or any other government other than the government under, underneath of who Jesus is governing all of us in, in his ways, it's never going to be good if that's where we rest our, rest our hopes in. Our hopes need to be rested in Jesus. And so there's going to be, it says, he said there's going to be a child who is born a son, and he will become wonderful counselor, a mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. That's pretty amazing, don't you think? Prince of peace. Um, it hadn't happened at the time of this writing yet. This is something in the future. But it gave them hope and, and peace that to the Jewish people, remind them that God had not forgotten about them. And likewise, it can remind us that God hasn't forgotten about us as well. You know, we all struggle in one way or another, whether it's financially, uh, you know, especially this time of year, we tend to stretch ourselves a little too much on finances. And this time of year, it can be really, really bad, but it's also, we're kind of like in a, I don't know if we're in a recession, but the inflation is crazy out there. I think, you know, a couple of months ago or whatever it was, you could buy a gallon of milk for what, $2.99, now it's like 4 or five ninety nine or something like that, depends on where you go, but it's pretty bad. And there's a lot of people that are having a hard time with it because with, their, with, with the uh, raise in prices, they didn't get a raise in their paychecks. And so they're still trying to make that work out. And then everybody that's underneath of that, anybody that might be on, on a fixed income, it's, it's been really hard. And so they're finding themselves that this financial stability has been really hard. And maybe there's something else that's going on in your life. I don't know. Maybe, you've, like I was talking about earlier, maybe you've lost a loved one and you're dealing with that for the first time during this Christmas. This is the first Christmas apart from your loved one that you had. That you lost. And it can be a very difficult time. You know, it's all those things that happen. It's a reminder that we live in a broken world and we can see it closer in our families. More it comes closer to home when we see it in our families. We see it in those that we love. And so, but here's one thing that happens in our families during Christmas. Is we see it in our families, we see the unrest. We see the, I'll just say no peace, the unpeace. I don't think that's a real word, but I used it anyway. Unpeace. How many of you have ever been to, to your home, and you're, if you have a large family, small family, and conflict has come up at your home? During, during this time you're supposed to be celebrating together, it's supposed to be peaceful. Well, see, that, that stuff happens because we are, we are still people seeking the wrong thing sometimes. And so what that does is that brings, out of, out of order, it brings chaos. And we need, to, we need to step back out of that and go, whoa, 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 That's not, I'm not going to do that. We also know that this pandemic has done nothing but create a divide amongst people. Whatever you want to say, however you want to say it, there's a divide there. Uh, whether you want to do this, whether you believe this, whether it's not this, that, there, or the other thing. But the problem is, the, I mean, the point is, it's created not just conflict with other people, but conflict inside the church, conflict inside every, everybody else. And so it's one of those things that we don't have peace through. We still don't have the peace that we need from it and because of it. And so we, we ask about it. And then wars start to happen. You know, all these wars, these things going on all around the country, all around the world, I mean. Uh, we've had world wars and all kinds of other wars that weren't called wars, but they were still conflicts and people were dying. Men and women were dying for the cause of freedom. And it happens, and all of this happens, and it makes it, it, makes it seem like we live in a world of chaos, a crazy world, a world that I don't know how we're going to get through this today, or tomorrow, or next week, or next year. What are we going to do? So if we're honest, we long to see that peace to come to the world, and we'll, we long to see God fulfill his promise to us. Do you want to see, do you, do you long for peace? I tell you, there's some days when I long for peace big time. I, I, I sit at my house, or I sit in my office, or I sit in my car, or whatever else. I've got a special place that I drive to here in Kalinga whenever I'm, I don't know about stressing, but whenever I need some kind of, I don't know, something for God to give me. When I'm looking for him, and we're talking, and I need some kind of inspiration Maybe or just some lifting up. And I go there and I sit, and I can see all of Kalinga from where I'm sitting. And I pray, because I need peace. I'll do it if I just need peace. Because, you know, hardly anybody goes up there. Sometimes there's a few people, but they don't usually stick around very long. And so I'm up there, and I'm praying. And I'm praying for peace. I was just doing that this week. I did it twice this week, this past week. Because for some reason, there's just turmoil in my mind. There's turmoil in my life, and I'm thinking about other people. I'm thinking about my sisters, my mom, who's not around anymore, my dad, who's not around anymore. And I'm thinking about all of those things that are happening. And, and then I think about missing out on family things. I don't know about you, but I, I don't like the fact that I missed out on my, on my nephew's little boy son being born. He, so he'd be my great nephew, I guess you would say. I haven't gotten to see him. He's, he, they live in Tennessee. But even at that, that can't be the reason I'm sad. Because God still allows us to, to, to go through those things, but he also will have us come to see them. Hopefully Kelly will take me to Tennessee next year and I can go see the kid, but we'll see. But if we're honest, we're looking for that, that promise of the one who will rule with peace and love. Love, compassion, and peace. You know, this—this this, hundreds of years later, that, after that uh, prophecy from Isaiah came, we have another one. And it's the first people, they, the first people to hear this, you're gonna, you might be surprised. Of course, I've already given it away who it is. So if you can turn to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 and 12. I haven't even gotten to my message yet. I'm still on my introduction. How about that, huh? Luke chapter 2, very easy to find. It's the Matthew, Mark, Luke. So it's the third, Bible, third book of the New Testament. So Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 12. And it's, it's a really big passage. So I don't know if it'll all be up there. But hopefully you can find it in your Bibles right there or on your phones or whatever. And look at it right there with me. So Luke chapter two verses eight to twelve says this, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. And there's, this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So that prophecy that we read just a minute ago on Isaiah is now being fulfilled through Luke chapter 2. Did you notice who the first people were to be, that were, it was announced to? Did anybody notice? It was the shepherds. And I've talked about that before. I've talked about who shepherds are, what kind of people they were. They were I don't want to say they were necessarily, necessarily outcasts but they didn't really hang around with people. and Let's just say they didn't go into town very much. They're kind of like, uh, they, because, well, they just had to work with their, their, their flock all the time. And they weren't, they weren't looked upon as the most, whatever, awe-inspiring people. They were, they were the, basically the common man, which is what all of us are, right? Common people. But even they were even thought lower than that in some places, in some areas. So the angel of the Lord, in a field outside of Bethlehem, brought this news to a group of shepherds watching their flocks of sheep by night during the night. Now, that's not, a, that's not a, an accident either, because Jesus is referred to as the, la, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world, and the shepherds that are raising the flock of sheep, the sheep. And that's who gets to see it first, see the Savior first. And th- so they're there. And typically, when we think about shepherds in the Christmas story, we think about, honestly, don't you guys think about cute little boys? And, and little kids with little staffs, you know, because all the Christmas things that we do with the kids that come up with the the staff and everything, we're like, oh, that's what the that's what it look like. Well, it wasn't a bunch of little boys; it was a bunch of men, and they were there to take care of what they needed to do. They were they were usually single young men without children, because the lifestyle that they lived was just such that they couldn't really have a family. They weren't clean and they didn't smell good and all of that stuff I already told you about. So the first people to hear about this great idea of peace, this announcement of peace. You hear the birth, of, uh, the birth announcement of a long-awaited one was someone that most people wouldn't turn to, was someone that most people wouldn't, wouldn't come to. So, this is very, so so. the very first thing I wanted to talk about today is the peace of Christ is for everyone, everyone. You don't have to be rich, you don't have to be poor, you could be everyone. The peace of Christmas of Christ is for every person. It's not just for those who we deem uh, available of having it or whatever. It's for every person. There's a sense from the very beginning of Christmas story that hope, peace, joy, and love that arrived with the birth of Christ is not just for the powerful and perfected, it's for everybody. And this child who was born is, is for everybody everywhere. Not just in the Middle East, and not just in America, not just in wherever you can think of, everywhere. He was for everyone. The peace that, that will come with his leadership and rule is not the ones who are already in power. He's going to overpower them and overtake that. But for the ones who are scratching and clawing just to make it to another day, that's who he came for. He's trying to make it so we can be there. Maybe, maybe you're one of those people that don't feel like you're worthy of peace. Is that you? Maybe you don't think much of yourself. I had somebody say to me something one time, and I'm like, I don't see myself like that. I, I just don't see myself as that kind of person. And they were like are you crazy i'm like i just don't how about you Do you does somebody ever said something to you and you don't see yourself as how they they view you in a good way i'm saying not necessarily a negative way because it could be negative too right so but the, the point is jesus came so those of us all of us could find peace in christ the minute there it sounded like i just said that it was only for those who were struggling it's for everybody is what i meant with that and if you don't feel worthy of that peace you need to understand that you are worthy of it. That peace is found in Jesus. Know you're in good company because the message of peace is for you. So an angel of the Lord appears to these men outside in the fields. And do you know what their first response was? Does anybody know? Terror. They were afraid. They were afraid because they're fearful because the glory of the Lord shone around them and, and in the dead of night, I don't know about you, but I can't imagine Have you ever been out in the fields? Well, remember, this is before power. So, lights, there was no lights to block out the, the, the stars and the moon and all that stuff, you know, to make it kind of like hazy. And this, all of a sudden, this shone around them. It had to have been something to see, and they probably didn't understand what was going on. It was the dead of the night, and it was probably the, the most overwhelming experience they've ever had, and so they were afraid. But look at the first words that are spoken to them. What are the first words? The first words of peace are this, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. It's just, it's, it's crazy that they have this coming to them. Maybe you're facing a, a painful situation. You don't have to be afraid. Uh, maybe you're facing a, unfavorable diagnosis. You don't have to be afraid. Maybe you're struggling to restore a relationship. You don't have to be afraid. You may be anxious about the circumstances that are all around you, just circling you. You don't have to be afraid. See, that child who grew up to be a man died for us. But he gave us all peace and joy. We'll get into that some more here in a minute. But here's why. The angel says that he brings good news of great joy for all people. So if you look at that, you see I kind of break these things down into into verbs, bringing, doing, getting, whatever else. So he brought. What was he doing? He brought peace. Good news. Can I ask you something? Do you like do you want to hear some good news? You ever had good ever had somebody walk up to you and go, "Okay, I got good news and I got bad news." Oh, I hate that! I'm like, i was like, give me the bad news. So I, you know, why I say give me the bad news first, so I can look, I know that I have hope of the good news coming after the bad news. Usually, right? It's just one of those things that you go, oh my goodness, what's going to happen here? I have good news and I have bad news. I, I probably some of you guys, your your blood pressure probably went up when I said that. Uh, maybe you could use some good news today because your spirit, you just haven't known peace. I I I don't I know most of you. I'm familiar with some of you. I know some of you better than others. But that doesn't mean that I know the struggles you're going through. That doesn't mean that I, I know the imperfect things happening around you. I don't know that you're, you don't have peace. But, you know, the story about Jesus is one that, that is, is so powerful because this good news is for you and for me. And, you've not, and the biggest thing you need to understand about it everybody listen to this it shows you that God has not forgotten about you did you hear what I just said this story of peace shows you that God has not forgotten about you he's there now I know that we all have these different difficulties we, we all get afraid or something or what else but we need to understand who Jesus is he has come to be with you in the midst of your struggle who is Jesus Jared said they said it a song today And it said that Jesus, or maybe you read it, Jesus is God. Did you know that? He's the Lord incarnate in a person. He came for us. In fact, he came came to them while they're in the midst of struggle. And he comes to us while we're in the midst of struggle. He was born in the city of David. And he's the Messiah and the Lord. And he's in charge. He is king. And he's the one who you've been waiting for. They were waiting for somebody back then, and he's the one we're waiting for to this day. So not only do we know that uh, peace, the peace of Christ is for everyone, we know that peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of God. You see, things still happen. Conflict still comes. Things, problems still go on in our life. Because we have Christ doesn't mean those things go away. At all. Can anybody else recognize that? Anybody feel that? I'm the only one. Okay, cool. Thank you. A couple of you guys. Good. So the peace that Jesus brings in our lives is not necessarily absence of trouble. Because we're all going to have trouble. Matter of fact, Jesus told his disciples that they would have trouble. Because of who? Because of him. You know, it's not necessarily the absence of trouble, but instead, it's the confidence to know that we are not alone. We are not alone. Do you know that? I know I've said this 100 times, and I'll say it 101 now. Kelly used to joke around with the kids at, in, in youth group, and they'd say, I can't, you can't do that in church. Right, whatever it was. I don't remember anything like that. You can't say that. You can't do that in church. And Kelly's like, you can't say that and do that anywhere. If you can't do it in church, you can't do it anywhere, because God is everywhere. Because they think like, oh, God is only here. God is always with us. Always with us. You know, it's just one of those things that, that just kind of gets to us. You see, true peace can be experienced in the midst of chaos. I haven't talked about it for a long time, and I know I tell you a lot of stories, but I, it's, it's how I relate to the Bible. It's how I relate to the stories that I hear through here. And um, when we were called to Kalinga, how many years now? 16 years now, whatever it is. When we were called to Kalinga, we were going through a lot in our life. It was pretty much chaos. We, uh, we left from New Hampshire, drove to Virginia, Lynchburg, Virginia, in which I was gonna to go to Liberty University, and we drove there, we had everything set up, we thought Kelly had a job, we thought I had a house, we had a house, get to the house, to the place that we were gonna to get to the house, we're like, we don't have a house for you, or a townhouse for you, we're like, what? And then she goes, she's, surely she can just get a job, she couldn't even get a job at Pizza Hut, believe it or not, couldn't get a job anywhere. And we're in the middle of this stuff, and it was chaotic. And I, you have to understand, I had four little children at that time. And it was coming up on Zachary's birthday. And we had, we had, because we didn't really have a lot of money, you know, we ended up sleeping in tents at a campground. We went to a campground. We didn't sleep you know, like that. And we told Zach, we're camping out for your birthday, Zach. Didn't tell him that this was the last little bit of money that we had. And I know I probably shouldn't have, but I went and bought him a fishing pole. For his birthday, so he could go fishing in the little pond that was there at the at the at the place. And I tried my hardest not to let them see chaos, what was going on. But in my heart and in my mind, there was chaos flying around me, and I had no idea what we were going to do. I'd applied for jobs. Kelly had applied for jobs. The only thing that did happen is I was able to, I was accepted into liberty. And I think it's only because they let everybody come that wants, because they want your money. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But I got in there. And so we spent many days just trying to figure it out. And then all of a sudden, we're on the way. Her parents lived in Virginia, and that's a whole other story in itself. Kelly's parents, mine weren't there anymore. And we, uh, we were driving. We had to go get some stuff. We were driving back to Lynchburg. Um, and all of a sudden, my, the phone rings. Have you guys ever heard my phone ring around you? It, I won't do it now, but it's the Indiana Jones name. Dun-dun-dun-dun. You know? Dun, 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 dun. Um, I love Indiana Jones. my favorite. One of my favorites, anyway. So my phone goes off and it's some crazy guy named Mike Markley, Pastor Mike Markley from Kalinga, California. Do you guys know when we say Kalinga, you say, we say it so fast people can't understand what it is? Mike said, Kalinga. I was like, what? He said it so fast. I'm like, what are you talking What? Still didn't figure out what it was, and then Kelly finally heard it. But what I didn't tell you is we were going, we were homeless at that point. We weren't sure what we were going to do. We'd run out of money. We'd gone to the Salvation Army, which is why I love the fact that we have the Salvation Army here. And uh, they were trying to help us, but they didn't have any place for us to stay at the moment but we were eating there, and this guy calls me. We were literally, I remember we were literally, I think Rootsburg was what 10 miles away or something like that. Anyway, there was, we pu- I pulled over because we shouldn't have had service where, we got, where he called me, but we did. I'm like, got to pull over now because we're going to lose it. Now, you have to understand something. I'm a dad with four kids and a beautiful wife, and we've got nothing. We don't know what we're going to do. And then this guy from Kalinga calls, and I applied to many, many other places. I just hadn't heard from very many people. And I applied for to Chapel Grace uh, before we decided to go to Liberty. Long before that, and I didn't know that my resume, which isn't that great, I don't even know how to write a good resume, but I, I had to send a resume in back then, you know. And it had been sitting, and my email sent to him had been sitting on his computer for Lord knows how long. Jared could tell you. Obviously, he was kind of involved with this too, some of it. But God allowed. He was getting ready to go, and Mike was cleaning out his emails. So they were getting ready to go to uh, Mississippi for the, to help with the, after the hurricane out there. Katrina, I think, wasn't it? Was the Katrina, or what one was it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. They were out there, and he had to get all this stuff taken care of, and they'd been looking for people, and they just hadn't been able to find anybody. And then he pulls my phone, my name up, and it just happened to me, he's just like, well, I'll just give him a call, what the heck. He did, he just, I'm just gonna give him a call. So he did. And that began a, a long path of things that were happening, and I thought, and still, chaos was happening. Because at first we didn't think we were going to get this here, and it's just a long, long story. But God knew what he was doing in the midst of chaos. And I'll had, and, and i be honest with you, I don't think I was in complete peace the whole time. Because here I'm looking at my family going, what am I going to do now? Right? What am I going to do? So the church, he calls me back and says, oh, we found somebody else. I was like, great. But you know what you guys did? I don't know if anybody's here from that back way back then. Do you know what Chapel Grace did? You guys took a love offering up for a guy who you didn't know and sent it to me in Virginia, in my family. Did you know that? That's crazy. Nobody does that. Chapel Grace did that. Well, it's Kalinga First Baptist, same place. And it blew me away. So, I mean, I didn't think I had a job, but at least there was some light on the at the end of the tunnel. Now we could you know pay some things that we had to pay and, and do some things we still couldn't get into an apartment so we ended up going and applying for an apartment and it was a low income housing we ended, they ended up paying us to live there cuz <laughs> we didn't have any money you know and so we get we finally get into this place and then we finally get there and then uh I get a call back from Pastor Mike we were at the at a church cuz they had free internet out the in the out in the foyer or whatever I remember where it was exactly. There was a playground there and everything for the kids to play in inside. It was Liberty. Well, it was a church that was attached to Liberty. But anyway, it was right there. And here comes, Mike calls me again. Everything fell through, and they said, we want, we want to talk to you. It was crazy. That's just really short of it. God knew what he was doing. In the midst of chaos, God brought peace. And he brought me to Kalinga. Now, Kalinga's still chaotic. <laughs> But I, don't, but I have plenty of peace. Yeah, thanks. You know, there was a lot of things happening in people's lives in the Old Testament. They, they weren't sure what was going to happen next. They didn't, have the, they didn't have peace in their life. They were living under oppression. They were living, you know, with hardly any peace in their life. And here comes the Messiah. And the first ones who get to hear about it are the, are the shepherds. I love it. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill among those whom he is, well, he is pleased. Glory to God. They were told that. Angels just everywhere filled the sky. That must have been amazing. Can you think about how it would have looked? So you want to know peace? Well, there's one way you can know peace. You need to receive God's favor. And that is God's favor comes from being at peace with God. It comes from favor that way. The story reveal, the Bible reveals that the most important place we need to be need to be to experience peace is not within our relationships, our circumstances around us. The greatest need for peace is between us and a holy God. Cuz we can have all the money you want in the world. We can have a house, we can have this, that, and the other thing. But if we don't have peace with God, we're never gonna have peace in our life, period. We can't have it. It might, it might come, but it'll be flighty. It won't stay long. And so we see that here. The greatest need for peace is between us and the Holy God. The book of Romans tells us that the rule, the governments that rule over us mostly is the rule of sin. And it stirs chaos and conflict within us. That's why our government, you can't rely on the government to take care of you because they're, they're, they're looking out for something else. So, if you could turn your Bibles to Romans chapter eight, verses six and seven, I want to read that to you. Almost done, I promise. You don't if you if if you get tired or hungry, we're almost done. I promise. I only have three more hours to preach. Anyway, um, amen. amen. Are you at Romans chapter eight yet? All right, it's going to be on the screen too. This is only two verses, so it's not super long. Romans chapter eight, verses six and seven says, "For to set the mind on the flesh is death." But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For if the mind that is set on flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah? Yep, he is. Amen. So we have this happening. We have these things happening around us. We find ourselves lost in sin. We find ourselves uh, lost in sin, and our spirits are at odds with God, at odds with God. Because we haven't received Jesus as Savior. We haven't received His grace. And we're we're not submitting to Him. And we won't submit to Him because we think we know better. I don't need that crutch. I don't need God. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anything says. I don't need God. Have you ever heard people say that? Yeah, me too. It's this, it's crazy about everything that we face. Are we not at war with one another and harming another because in the end we think it's we know what's best? We hurt each other because we think we know better than somebody else. But there's one who knows better than everybody. He's God the Father. And he sent us Jesus. You see the birth of this promised king and coming of the new rule for the entire world, that rule begins inside each and every one of our hearts. It starts there first. It starts in your heart first. See, this baby grew up to be a man who offered himself on a cross as an atonement for sin. Do you know what the word atonement means? Atonement satisfied the wrath between us and God. He brought us peace. and That was only available through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we have peace at Christmas or any other time from submitting to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He's the Lord of our lives he's everything it it takes our heart and changes it and and makes it go towards a different way it makes us friends of God did you know you're not a friend of God if you don't know Christ you may not you may want God but unless you've received Jesus there's no hope there's no peace he is the hope and he is the peace we find comfort in that we find solace in that so even the world may be in chaos you guys agree that the world is chaos right even though the world is in chaos, we don't have to be. We find comfort and confidence in knowing that we've been made right with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his blood and that he is with us. Emmanuel. That very word, called Jesus called Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. I've been trying to tell you the whole time this morning, this morning you're not alone. You're not alone. God is with you. God is with us, but you need to receive Jesus. Maybe today you recognize that the reason there's no peace in your heart is that you have not made peace with God. Listening online, watching online, I mean. That that peace is available to everyone today. Everyone. Because of God's grace, we we can, in faith, trust Jesus with all the aspects of our lives. So I want to invite you today to pray this prayer with me today and know the true peace of God. So would you mind bowing your heads and closing your eyes? And I wanna pray this, I have, it, I have it right here. But if you wanna pray this with me, or if you just wanna pray as I'm talking, and you can pray and have this peace with God. It says, Jesus, I'm in need of peace that you so freely offer. And I want you to come and rule in my life. And Jesus, I confess that I've sinned against you and I've been at odds against God forgive me please and allow me to receive the favor that comes with your grace may I turn from my sin may I repent of my sin which means to turn from my sin and turn towards you Lord please make me an agent of peace and a world of chaos so that I can reflect your love to everyone around me for it's in Jesus precious name I pray and we all say Amen. Take her away, guys. If you haven't received Jesus as Lord and Savior, I don't know if we have any of our people that could come up here, if you want to come up here. If you want to pray with somebody, it doesn't have to be about receiving Jesus. It could be anything. You might be struggling with daily life. You might be struggling with whatever. It's just me up here. I'll I'll pray with all of you guys. I don't care. But whatever it is, as we're singing, just come forward and we'll pray with you. We'd love to pray with you.
1: the king of kings calls me his own beautiful savior i'm yours forever jesus christ my living hope hallelujah praise the one who set me free hallelujah death has lost its grip on me you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living hope then came the morning that sealed the promise Began to breathe out of the silence. The roaring lion declared the grave has no claim on me. Jesus, yours is the victory. Hallelujah praise the one who set me free hallelujah death has lost its grip on me you have broken every chain there's salvation in your name jesus christ my living oh jesus christ jesus christ my living hope oh god you are my
2: living
1: home.
3: So I just want to encourage you. This time of year can be hard for people. It can be hard for all of us. And so if you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior, let us know. We'd love to know. Just for the reason of just being able to celebrate with you. If you're going through a hard time, let us know we'd love to pray with you and help if we possibly can one way or another but I want to tell you and I want to tell you this that your hope and your peace is found in Jesus to our Father in heaven and so I just want to ask that you be with them Lord I pray for every person in this room Lord we're about to all go out and do different things maybe eat lunch go with family maybe go to the store I don't know But we're all about to leave here. And Father, today is the day for salvation. This moment right now. And so Lord, I'm praying if anyone hasn't received Jesus as Savior, that they would turn their hearts to him today. Before they leave this place, but God, remind them, remind us all of how much you love us. Remind us all of how we can have peace through you. Now, this is a crazy world. And I thank you that we're not going to be in it forever. But while we're here, may we grab a hold of you. May your spirit guide us. And may we know that we can have peace in the midst of conflict, in the midst of chaos. And that only comes from you. So thank you. And it's in Jesus Christ's precious name I pray, and we all say, Amen. Have a good day, everybody.